0: Accountability is God's job, but it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. That's coming forthwith. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peter Show. As we have extensively covered on this show, the new Twitter is vastly better than the old Twitter. There's far fewer bans. There's a lot more authentic freedom of speech. But one of the most powerful organs of the elite left parasites is the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL. They're determined to change everything about what Twitter has become. They want Twitter back under their control. They want Twitter censored. They want a police for disinformation. The ADL has made a big public stink about Twitter. In response, Musk has been pretty unclear about his overall position. Initially, after ban the ADL started to trend... Musk threatened to sue the organization for, ironically, defamation, accusing them of costing Twitter billions by lying about them to advertisers. But now Musk has wobbled. He recently held a Twitter space with several rabbis, plus Ben Shapiro, to discuss the supposed epidemic of anti-Semitism on the site. In that space, Musk emphasized that he was, quote, pro-Semitic. He even said that he thought he might have twice as many Jewish friends as non-Jewish ones, quote, "...in some respects, I think I'm actually Jewish." Now, of course, if Musk thinks that that will protect him from the ADL, he's a fool. The ADL is happy to smear literally anyone as an anti-Semite, even literal Jews like Stephen Miller, if they go against the left's agenda. That's the ADL's actual purpose, after all, defaming everything that stands against the left as a hate group, no matter who they are or what they believe. Sam Parker ran against Mitt Romney for Senate in 2018. His slogan was "Magla," Make American Government Local Again, which sounds fantastic. And he joins us now, Sam. Uh, regarding this mind-melting, awkward, bizarre change of you know position on Musk with the flip-flopping and then this weird, like, spaces that he held with all of these Jewish people with Ben Shapiro. What, what say you? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Stu. Yeah,
1: yeah there's a lot to say, right? Um, the first thing I want to say about that uh, about that session that Elon had with the rabbis. The Sanhedrin, if you will, is that uh, Ben. Sh- it was led by Ben Shapiro, who was notably absent during the ban. The ADL movement. He was silent on it for several days. He didn't take part in the calls for banning the ADL. When he finally did chime in several days later, after it had been on, had gone viral for three or four days, and he finally did chime in. Uh, his his contribution was to distance. Uh, himself from the ADL and announced that the ADL wasn't in reality a Jewish organization, that it was just some progressive leftist organization. And he tried to disown it on behalf of 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 world Jewry, I guess, you know, which is directly contradictory to 110 years of its existence. It used to be called the uh, Anti-Defamation Defamation League of the Benay Brit, right, as a, a thoroughly Jewish organization run completely by Jews for 110 years. And now all of a sudden, now that it's become unpopular, it's become radioactive to some people. Now all of a sudden it's not Jewish. So that's the backdrop against which he held and organized this session with Elon Musk. He began the session uh, saying that, you know, again, reiterating that the ADL is just some secular leftist organization, doesn't represent Jews. But the odd thing, Stu, is that then he brought on several rabbis who then began, then began advocating for and using the exact same talking points as the A.D.L., calling for Elon Musk to censor uh, anti-Semitic hate speech on Twitter X, and to uh, one, uh, one even uh, one person even wanted to send his team of software developers to Twitter to help. Implement algorithms and strategies that could could help curtail the anti-Semitism rising on Twitter. Well, this is exactly what the ADL does. ADL has software engineers. They liaise with all the big tech platforms uh, with their algorithms, with their code, and with their terms of service and policies to censor speech, to censor what they call hate speech, to censor what they call anti-Semitism. And this is exactly what we heard. Uh, this committee of rabbis, the Sanhedrin of rabbis, on the session with Elon doing. It was calling for more censorship, censorship of speech they don't like, censorship of people they don't like, and and aiding uh, Twitter in in their terms of service and modifying you know their procedures. I was crazy. It was crazy to hear that the the ADL is not a Jewish organization, and then they brought ten of the biggest uh, Jewish hitters on the world stage to come and advocate for the policies that the ADL itself is also trying to promote. So uh, I was left a bit confused by that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how that was an, it was an anti-ADL session or e- even that it, uh, you know, what is not a Jewish organization. I mean, just could ADL it be, is it's possibly,
0: a, it's just rebranding of the yeah. ADL. Now it's, you know, people who call themselves Jews uh, saying that they don't like the ADL, but they want to implement the same thing that the ADL does. So these are people right. who are obviously owned by the ADL.
1: Yeah, or or they're owned, or they're they're, uh, working in collaboration, or their interests are aligned. I mean, there's any number of ways to look at it, I suppose, and it's probably all of the above.
0: All synonymous. but
1: Yeah, but but I just found it interesting. If the ADL is not a Jewish organization, and Ben Shapiro didn't... uh, you know, wasn't really actively involved in the ban the ADL movement. Why is it that Ben Shapiro and a group of Jews are now adjudicating this issue for the rest of us if it's not a Jewish organization? Why doesn't Elon Musk have a Twitter spaces with people like Keith Woods, Lucas Gage, Jake Shields, uh, Suleiman Ahmed, and other people who have led this charge uh, exposing the ADL and their censorship and their uh, their abusive practices uh, how come he had, hasn't had a Twitter space with those people? Why I would only
0: add Stu Peters to that list.
1: Stu Peters, absolutely, Stu. I'll advocate for you all day long.
0: Well, thank you. Uh, so so what does it say? Okay, so you, you've got the richest man in the world who has originally said that he was going to sue the ADL. Do you think that that was just phony? Was that some kind of a psyop?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't know if it was a psyop. I think perhaps it was sincere in the moment. Uh... You know, anybody who's been on Twitter regularly since Elon bought it, even before that, knows that Elon is a very active tweeter. He he, he kind of tweets off the top of his head spontaneously. And then his, his thinking will shift. You know, when he first bought Twitter, he promised uh, that, you know, that he was going to uh, give a blanket amnesty to all the people who had been suspended. Well, then that Evolved and changed into. Well, it's not going to be a blanket amnesty, but if you want your your account back, you can apply and go through a procedure. Here's the bottom line, that, though. I yeah.
0: mean, look, we've got a, la- a a line, a waiting list to advertise yeah. on this show.
2: Um, uh-huh. So
0: don't tell me that you know you're being threatened with billions of dollars because you know advertisers will find Twitter less appealing. This is America. Businesses and conglomerates and globalist-owned corporations, Jewish-owned con- corporations. Everybody has the freedom to do business with whomever they choose. And so, you know, I mean, we see Media Matters coming after me, uh, tagging the NFL for my recent statements about, you know, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and he's kneeling before the flag. And, you know, he's promoting this murderous shot for children and saying, get both, get your bivalent, you know. And, uh, you know, we're saying that Taylor Swift's art, her music, is owned by George Soros, but her soul is owned by Satan. Uh, these are all true things. And so then these people like Media Matters and the ADL come swooping in and then pressure the NFL because the NFL is placing ads next to my Twitter posts on X. And so oh. then by extension, that's pressuring Elon Musk. And, of course, we've seen you know the ads be pulled and then whatever money we're making on Twitter, which is right. next to, which is next to nothing, obviously goes away, which I don't care. But the the point is here is at what point do you just take a stand? You're the richest man in the world. Like, this money doesn't mean anything to you. Like, what about what you actually told the people Twitter was going to be all about? I've got two minutes left.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think it belies, you know, how powerful this organization and its network is, really. To see your point, it's the richest man in the world. This is a guy who launches rockets in direct competition against NASA. He la- launches reusable rockets to space. He's building AI interfaces to interface the human mind with computers. He's building uh, electric cars that are uh, competing head to head with Ford and General Motors and Toyota and 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 you know massive uh, uh, corporations. Uh, he, he's drilling new tunnels underneath Los Angeles, you know, with his boring company. This is a, uh, this is a man. <laughs> with a,
0: that, trem- everything that you just described him as, even not knowing who you were talking about, if you just described a man that was doing all those things, I'd say this is the most evil man on the face of the planet. I mean, at what point, <laughs> see,
2: at what point do we James just at
0: what
1: Maybe, maybe he's a James Bond villain and he's just tremendous at PR. He uses humorous memes to to gain to gain the the adulation of the masses perhaps but the point is is that that this is that this man the, who's the richest man who's doing all these things still has to kneel before the world rights worldwide sanhedrin and say i'm practically jewish i've been to masada twice and i'm going to go to auschwitz and i'm going to go to the si- simon wiesendall museum and uh and yes your software engineers can visit twitter and and do whatever they need to do and oh bb netanyahu wants to come and and it prayed me on stage in front of the world okay you know it, it really listen the ADL is not some little you know mom and pop organization that they try to make themselves look out to be this is a this is an organization that's been liaising with the FBI and intelligence agencies at least as early as 1940 uh, this is an organization who has been caught you know, organizing a false flag, neo-Nazi rallies, who's been in possession of tens of thousands of illegal police files on American citizens. This is a dangerous organization. It's a hate group. It's the Defamation League. Yeah. And and we shouldn't pull any punches. We should keep telling the truth. Couldn't have said it better
0: myself. And uh, please, a word of advice for everybody viewing the program. Uh, please don't let your eyes you know, be called lying eyes. What you're seeing that's happening is actually happening. OK, don't let these people trick you with their fluff words. No, this is a hate group. Uh, these people are terrorists and actually should be classified as enemy combatants and then treated accordingly. This ADL group, that's who I'm speaking of. Sam Parker, thank yeah, you. You so, know, you know still, Final I words. just want to add Got to get out. Go ahead. Uh, okay.
1: I just want to add that in 1968, the FBI itself suggested investigating the ADL as a foreign as a foreign operation, as a foreign intelligence operation. So, you know, uh, but now it's been co-opted. The ADL trains all the FBI agents, and and our FBI now serves a, a foreign power.
0: The difference between when we had an FBI that actually upheld the rule of law and then a authoritarian Gestapo, which is what we have now, a crime That's syndicate. Right. And the FBI should be banned, and most of its agents should be arrested. Sam Parker, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Stu.
3: For the first time in a millennia, a famine of biblical proportion is hitting the earth, and it's by design. War has created scarcity. Fertilizer production has been wiped out.
4: The price of fertilizer is up 128%.
3: Food processing plants are exploding. Herds of cows are being massacred and buried. This is a very abnormal event. The Great Reset demons have created the crisis, but a generation of great resistors following King Jesus, have the solution. Heavensharvest.com, get there right now. Prepare for the worst by trusting the best. Heavensharvest.com has a delicious plan to conquer starvation. It's real food, high quality, tastes great.
2: He's actually really good.
3: Trust Heaven's Harvest today. Order food for the year and a bucket of heirloom seeds. Affordable. Available. Ready for the fight ahead. Heavensharvest.com Here's a surprising fact.
0: Research shows that even healthy people have wild swings in their blood sugar after eating. When I talk about blood sugar, a lot of people oftentimes tune it out because they think it's only relevant to people with type 2 diabetes. But blood sugar is a topic that everyone needs to understand. One of the biggest keys to optimal health is having balanced blood sugars. Spikes in blood sugar force your pancreas to work harder and are associated with things like weight gain and even risk of heart attack and stroke. Well, the boys at Bioptimizers have a blood sugar optimization product called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. And I don't think I'm overstating my case when I say it's revolutionary. Simply take two capsules 15 minutes before a meal and your body will push carbs and glucose into your muscles to be used as fuel instead of turning them into fat. As a result, you'll enjoy more stable energy without the post meal crash. It also will improve your overall health. You have to try it. For an exclusive offer, go to slash sp. Again, that's slash sp. So, we have even more to say about Elon Musk's bizarre Twitter space with Ben Shapiro and a collection of Jewish leaders. If you haven't seen it, here's part of it. Take a look.
5: Well, first of all, on the just going in backwards order, but demonetization. It, 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 not, like, <laughs> and, and I should, actually, I should preface this by saying, um, we we do lots of dumb things. Um, but but the, these dumb things, um, you know, as the saying goes, one should not uh, attribute to malice that which easily can be explained by incompetence. Um, so we do lots of foolish things, but um, and we and, and we want to fix that. And a bunch of these foolish things have been in place for a decade. Um, and you know, I can't fix them all at once, uh, but we are fixing them. Um, so, for example, there's there's a list. I think. Um, Chai Raychick was pointing out, <laughs> like t- yes, testing the system, um, you know, uh, and, and I've looked at this list and it's some of the terms on the list. I'm like, look, I, if that's a bad word, I, I'm clearly, um, I need to look up, get open dictionary or something, you know, because I, that one, I didn't realize was a bad word. So this, this, that, that list needs to be trimmed, that that's the sort of, uh, not safe for advertising list. Um. Now, advertisers, you know, can be rather skittish, you know, they, especially when you look at something like, like the X platform, which is only 1% of, um, the advertising market, optimistically. Um, you know, it's pretty easy if you've got like a, uh, you know, 1% of your ad budget just has too much hair on it. It's like not worth it. You know, um, it's easy to just say like, well, for a lot of advertisers out there, well, the, you know, it's, 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 it's not. This is more. This is more uh, pain than gain. Um, you know, with, with, like I said, the advertisers are very skittish. Like one sort of article in, in, a, in a sort of medium-sized newspaper is enough to, uh, you know, sometimes scare off advertisers. From yep. a platform it's, it's
0: who cares? So this whole thing was just a mind-melting display. The justification for all of this is that the ADL produced some compendium of 292 anti-Semitic tweets on Twitter across a two-month span after Musk brought it. So, yeah, 292 out of millions and millions of total tweets. There's a lot of things that you could say in response to that. Things like, well, there's also an absolute mountain of anti-white and anti-Christian tweets, many of them from journalists and other prominent establishment figures. Or you could say that, well, the truth is, random hateful tweets on the internet, even if they're real, don't actually do anything. And it's people's actions that matter. Or you could just say, well, we believe in free speech and free expression, and we don't let the ADL, the NAACP, the DNC, or anybody else bully us into rejecting free speech and imposing censorship based on what other people say, including advertisers. That's not what we got. Instead, we got this parade of figures that you saw there from a former Israeli president to a former Soviet dissident, all bizarrely saying that while they love free speech, Twitter needs mass censorship to fix hate. Musk even went on to talk about how his first name is Jewish, how he went to a Jewish school growing up, how he's really a spiritual Jew himself. That's the power of the left's anti-Semitism racket. It forces even the world's richest man to twist himself into some kind of a pretzel to avoid being ripped to shreds. Brian Fale wrote a piece for townhall.com about Shapiro's stunt with Musk. That piece, of course, has been censored by Town Hall for what it says. Well, the show never censors anybody. We want to hear more about that. To that end, Brian joins us now. Uh, I mean, this was... Mind-melting is really the only way that I can describe this. He went on to say that he's basically a Jew. What do you make of all of this? What did you write that was censored at
6: Town Hall? Well, you know, if you take into account the, the whole event itself, they were pressuring him. They were pressuring him to expand the definition of anti-Semitism. And it would be so broad that, you know, you could be talking casually with someone, you know, and you could be, get censored, demonetized, banned, etc. And it seemed like that's where they were leaning. That's what they were pushing on. So, you know, uh, I, I, I put that um, as my headline for the story with Town Hall. Elon Musk cornered by Ben Shapiro's Jewish leaders after ban the ADL. Or rather, it was cornered and uh, I think that he had to repent. That's what I put. Excuse me. I'm looking at the draft here. So, um, with this, I got, some, I got some criticism with it, I, I will admit. Um, But, uh, you know, the editor went through it. This editor is, uh, she's a fantastic editor. Um, I, I, I can't say how, uh, how I believe that she is uh, America first. And um, she doesn't, you know, town hall doesn't represent what she did, and, you know, just getting these articles out there and, you know, advocating for free speech. But um, when you're looking at the article itself, it, it really isn't edgy. I don't think it is. It's There's uh, some editorialization in regards to how these Jewish leaders conducted themselves. They acted as if they owned Elon Musk, that whatever they were saying was going to happen. And, you know, I note in the beginning that uh, Elon did say a lot of weird things. Uh, I guess he was trying to make them feel comfortable. He said that he was... Uh, Um, Aspirationally Jewish uh, or Jewish adjacent. Um, I I don't really understand what that means. So uh, in a sense, I felt that was like the conversation as a whole, when it hit that point, was reducing Gentiles. And I just, I I, I was just really grossed out with it, which is why I needed to get this piece out. and I got it out the next day. Uh, I really pushed on it. and I was critical on uh, Ben Shapiro coming in and out of the, uh, the forum. He, he basically paraded these, uh, these nine Jewish leaders in, uh, these staunch Zionists, and they were advocating for the same policies that the uh, ADL was. And it was just remarkable that only a few weeks ago, these same people, these same uh, Zionist conservatives uh, in Khan Inc., were saying that they are nothing like the ADL, yet they are. They want to go for the same definition of anti-Semitism that the ADL is pushing for. If you look at this ladder, um, I mean, Brian, from-
0: it, it's just really interesting, and I, I want to let you finish your thought, but as you said, that it, it appeared that, I mean, I don't know if it's that you know, Elon is owned by these people or that he's somehow influenced by them, why he would cuck to them like this, uh, why he would be pressured. I mean, we, we noted earlier in the program I mean, look, this guy came out and said that he was going to sue the ADL for, of all things, defamation uh, for lying about Twitter and costing him, you know, all kinds of money in advertising. But if you look at the control of we're talking about the richest man in the world right here. I mean, this guy's got serious FU money. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, he tries to penetrate the firmament by blowing up rockets every other week. I mean, the guy's got money to blow. Uh, And so but yet still, when you look at and, and you're not allowed to say these things. When you look at candidates like Ron DeSantis or, or you know, former President Donald Trump or any you know, aspiring political candidate, somebody that wants a prominent place in our government, they have to go to Israel and smooch the wall. Uh, they have to refer, they have to sign a contract when they become into Congress saying that they understand and recognize that Israel is our greatest ally. Uh, when you look at our media, and you're not allowed to say this, it's 100% Jewish controlled. When you look at Biden's cabinet. And the people making decisions for the, you know, funding the Nazis in Ukraine, these people are all Jews. You say that, it's anti Semitism. If, if you recognize that the Rothschilds funded this submersible thing, I mean, they blasted me in the media for that. I just said, hey, simply the Rothschilds funded submersible. I mean, that's factual stuff, but that's anti Semitism. And a lot of these people, I mean, even on the Fox News channel, if you're on with Harris Faulkner or anybody else and you just say the, norm George, the, the name George Soros, they boom, they kick you off as anti Semitism but he's not even a practicing Jew. And so many of these people really aren't religious practicing Jews. And you're not allowed to say these things. How dangerous is that? I mean, so when you're talking about the advertisers, these are the people that Elon Musk was referencing in that clip that I just played. A loud noise in the room will scare off these advertisers. So anti-Semitism, of course, is the thing that will get everybody kicked off the internet. Well, if you look at the corporations that are doing the advertising and the spending and the buying on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, These are primarily Jewish-controlled, Jewish-owned, Jewish-funded advertising conglomerates. That's just the truth. And so that's why Elon is feeling this. So in a sense, yes, he is controlled and he is owned by the Jews.
6: And why can't you say that and how dangerous is it that you can't? Well, uh, I personally think that uh, you're not allowed to say that culturally because they think that – nationalism really by any group can be a threat and they hark back to uh you know the holocaust uh in that sense um but you know we're 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 beyond that i mean we remember history we understand this stuff i think if anything what they're doing is they're they're perpetuating the anti-semitism by abusing this power and then putting up that shield that constant defense i mean if we're being honest, there are uh, a lot of us that are conservative whites that are, are aware of when, when black people get into trouble, there's the victim status that is automatically accused, it's put out there, police brutality, this and that. Understandably, it does happen, but um, you know that's, that's like a, the running narrative. I mean, we can say that though, we can for the most part as conservatives, but that, that brings together the bigger piece to this whole issue. It's not just Jewish people that, and obviously, it's not all Jewish people that are pushing this stuff. It's, you know, we have to be very uh, careful with our words in this, careful in the sense to be precise, not, not like, you know, avoid it. you got to be very accurate. So if you believe it's the Zionists, say it's the Zionists. And I think most of these NGOs are just Zionist NGOs. So instead of saying Jews, I know they get very upset if you say anything, you know, ethnically about them. I say Zionist, and saying, there's another piece to this as well. We have Christian Zionists, and we let, we give them the pass for the most part. I, I mean, uh, the congressman that's, you know, uh, a few blocks over is a, is a Christian Zionist. It's just, it's, it's unreal. Um, and then when you try to talk to them about this stuff, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear about, you know, the restrictions on free speech, because they say, oh, that's allowing for anti-Semitism, and then I say to them, Look at the expansion of what they're de- determining what anti-Semitism is, and uh, and I and I say to them, all this stuff is reactionary. Well, what you're experiencing with those, for instance, in Long Island, they had flyers that went out that had a list of government officials, and it had like the Star of David, and they panicked, all uproar. Okay, all right, all right. So, um, and I said, I when. This guy was a congressman, I mean, this guy was a councilman at the time, D'Esposito. Esposito. Um, he's a congressman now uh, in New York's uh, second district, I think it is. And I told him I said, this is all reactionary. You need to look at where this is coming from first because he gave this broad speech about that antiSemitism won't be tolerated and that we have no idea where they're getting these ideas. And I'm like, I, I have a good idea of why they're reacting like this. I know why they're getting agitated, and it's ridiculous. And I'll, I'll also add to it that the people that I've spoken to among the uh, Orthodox Jews and ultra-Orthodox Jews will agree. They will agree with our conversation. They'll agree with the discourse. But this whole thing is disgusting because, it, let's, let's be honest, it started with banning the ADL. We were banning because we didn't want censorship. And then it was, you know, he allowed for it. He, you know, he says, okay, I'm going to put up a lawsuit. Yeah, that's, that's phony. That's phony. You're just putting that up for show. Nothing's going to come out with it, you know. And money is no object to you. And then X issues a statement on anti-Semitism. Then Elon Musk meets with Bibi seemingly to discuss AI. That's what they claimed. It was it was for AI, but actually it was about Israel and anti-Semitism. Then Ben Shapiro and nine Jewish leaders hold a space with Elon to discuss anti-Semitism. This is just. Absurd. This was about ban the ADL. It just happens to be a Jewish nonprofit. We were just looking to take down this nonprofit. I don't understand why this needs to be about some Jewishness. It's, it's just absurd, and even questioning the narrative will just put you out like it did with me. Um, but, you know, Elon, he did say something very interesting. Um, he, he said that we need to allow for free speech to push on revelation Uh, over censorship. And, you know, Ben Shapiro was pushing for demonetization, you know, advertisers striking. And he says, you know, these stories being out there, they're going to eventually get out there, but get to the corners. And it's better to have it in the mainstream so we can have an open discussion about it. But they don't want the public to know about this stuff. That's the reality of it. They don't want society to know this. Most people I talk to, most normies, they don't understand it. They think it's crazy. They think it's conspiratorial, but I send them an article and I give them, you know, the whole layout. They click the links, they see it. They're shocked and appalled. It's just I mean, there's so much you could say with this.
0: One of the things um, that is the most and shocking and appalling to me is this dual citizenship stuff and swearing an allegiance. I mean, that, that really bothers me when a sitting member of the United States federal government, United States Congress, has to swear an allegiance to Israel. Why? The only allegiance you should be swearing anything to is the United States of America. I mean, isn't that right? They're leaders of our country.
6: Yes, yeah, Stu. Uh, the thing is with this, you know, you mentioned this this type of thing to, uh, like, like, like I said, a normie. They're they're not going to know this stuff. They're not going to understand it. Um, And this is purposeful. The, the, The media is still censoring, you know. They're doing it through editorialization, you know, removing publications, blacklisting writers, and putting limits on what you can say. If we had more writers that were willing to take the chance and gamble their job, gamble where their, their their career is to put this stuff out there. We wouldn't have this problem. Tucker said only ten percent of people need to speak up. He said it in his uh, a recent speech that he gave at I think it was at one of the universities. But it was a remarkable, remarkable speech. He said, um, and and just imagine if we had ten percent of journalists actually telling the truth, actually you know telling what's going on in government, the funding, where it's going. The bills that are coming in almost daily, these nonsensical bills for Israel, I mean, it would be unreal. People would be like, this is what's happening. It's. I, I blame the media completely on this stuff. And I'll, I've, I'll say again, uh, I, I've encountered a lot of journalists that, that have no backbone. And they'll say to me, don't put me on the byline for your article. Don't include me in your article. And I'll, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. But then, then there will be other people that will tell me, oh, oh the, uh, the ADL is going to get you next. You shouldn't be writing about this stuff. And I said, good, good, you know, they're against us. We should be fighting against them. Who, what are you guys doing for our cause? What, what are you doing? You're just coasting along. You're making sure everything's cozy. You know, th- it's just ridiculous because, you know, being free is not easy. Slavery is much easier. Uh, just do what you're told. You lose your rights. And you're safe, but you're not free in the end. And I'm not giving that up.
0: Yeah, really appreciate your bravery and honesty. It's it's as you said, you noted this very well and eloquently. It's hard to come by. Uh, if only ten percent of the media, just imagine that ten percent of the media was actually reporting the truth, where we'd be as a country right now. Uh, I mean, they're actively participating in the murder of people, and they're they're helping kids to die. You know, uh, among all all kinds of other things, propping up transgenderism and, you know, Pride Month and pedophilia happening in the streets and grooming and molestation and lewd and lascivious behavior and criminal sexual conduct, uh, hiding the truth about, as you pointed out, black murders, black violent crime, not allowed to talk about that, even if it's statistically factual about the majority, overwhelming majority of uh, violent crimes that are committed by young black males. You're not allowed to say that. Uh, we'll we'll always say it, we'll never be censored. We'll never censor anybody here, which is why we're happy to have you here and we'll have you back again very soon. Uh, Brian Field, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news, but you know that holster company that I've been working with as a sponsor for the past four months, Vanish Holsters, they've just been banned. Yeah, even though they're legally allowed to purchase it, Amazon, Google, and Facebook just banned it for sale to more than 7.7 million Americans who live in a certain state. Now, the good news is they can't stop me or us from getting it in their hands, or in your hands, for that matter.
2: here and I'm going to try to replicate the indoor environment that most people face anywhere in the world today. The more energy efficient that we become, the more airtight that we make our houses, the more toxic it is for our environment our technology is vibrating the air at a rate of speed. Anything that is 0.001 microns or larger does not stand a chance in the presence of not only photocatalytic oxidation, but needlepoint negative ionization. We're sending out an ion wave that is going through walls, doors, floors, carpets, paddings, draperies, and it's Synergistically vibrating the air, and it's going to drop it down to the ground as a biologically inert substance. Now, this is where you're going to come in. You can mop this matter, you can vacuum it, you can sweep it, but our technology is going to make sure that you're not continuously breathing this in.
0: If you're looking for the newest cutting edge products to push your brain and body to the outer limits of what's possible, then you should stop what you're doing and check out Nootopia, the most powerful bespoke nootropics on the market today. You see, every stack was formulated by a man who's the most advanced brain chemist and nootropics formula alive today. Every formula is customized for you based on your strengths, your weaknesses, your goals, so you get exactly what you need. Within 15 to 30 minutes, you should begin to feel and notice the mental effects. These formulas come with a full one-year guarantee, so there's zero risk for you trying them for yourself. If you feel like you're not fully maximizing your potential, both personally and professionally, then you owe it to yourself to try Newtopia's formulas. Simply go to Newtopia.com slash Stu Peters. Again, Newtopia.com slash Stu Peters. And use Stu Peters to receive 10% off any order. Again, that's Newtopia.com slash Stu Peters. <laughs> Welcome back. Transgenderism is an American epidemic. There's no other way to describe it. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands of children are being devoured, eaten up, destroyed by this epidemic. Thousands of children are being exposed to pedophiles and other predators. We just saw one of the most horrifying cases, and of course, naturally, it happened in the Bay Area. Robin Danielle Wong, who prefers to go by the fake name of Jace Wong, is a biological woman in San Francisco who worked as a daycare employee who started to pump herself with ludicrous amounts of testosterone because she claims that she's trans and wants to be a man. According to Wong's own defense lawyers, this huge amount of testosterone that she took drove her into a sexual frenzy. She immediately satisfied her lust using the children in her care. She took explicit photos and lurid videos of these children while they used the bathroom and then shared them with other pedophiles on the internet. This behavior continued for two years before Wong was caught. Thankfully, she was caught. She just received the 25-year prison sentence. It's not the death penalty that she deserved, but it's something. This threat is far from eradicated. Instead of banning these perverted freaks from being around children, leaders all over this fake country are obsessed with putting trannies in the classroom. We have drag queen story hours in libraries and kindergartens. We have trannies who work in K-12 through schools who foist their pronouns on children and have the children pick their own pronouns. Their goals are dark. Hey, without exception, all tranny freaks have at least one of three goals. They want to rape kids. They want to recruit kids to be trans themselves. Or at minimum, they want to get a sexual high by forcing or tricking these children into indulging their warped fetish. That's what we have our demonic government and corporate America throwing their support behind. Hell, even in their press release bragging about putting that daycare sicko in prison, the Department of Justice and all of its lawyers still refer to Robin Wong as he, when she is actually a woman. Look, this isn't a political disagreement. This is psychological derangement. But this dark and demonic force is not inescapable. It's possible to break free. Just ask George Carneal. He's a former homosexual and author of the book From Queer to Christ, My Journey into the Light. And he joins us now. George, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it.
4: Stu, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I want to just tell you with regard to the trans issue, you have nailed it. and. I wish people would understand if they would actually listen to the horror stories and the botched surgeries, the complications, the infections that former trans individuals are talking about. If they really listen to what is happening when they are basically nothing but guinea pigs being used by these mad scientists creating these monsters who actually need counseling. They don't need cross-sex hormones. And we wonder why we have this epidemic of this sudden trans outrage and this crime. And I just want people to know you must stand up against this. The end goal is, of course, to legalize pedophilia. So if you really look at the agenda behind the agenda, and as someone who spent 25 years in that lifestyle in Los Angeles, I do know the mindset of these individuals, and they are not going to stop until they actually silence all opposition to this agenda, especially with Christians. So you think that is the end goal, legalizing pedophilia, uh,
0: having unfettered, unlimited access sexually to children uh, so they can have sex with them? I mean, that's what this is really all about. Behind the transgenderism movement, what do you think is the big push for this? Because obviously in the last 12 to 24 months, this has been, this has been insane. I mean, it's been, it's been the, 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 the trajectory of the propaganda behind this and shoving this constantly in the face of everyone in America has just really picked up its pace. Why is that? What
4: is the driving motivator for this? It really is pedophilia. And years ago, I was warning about this in media interviews and people laughed at me. They said, this will never happen. And now people are coming back to me and saying, wow, you're right. They are actually grooming us. And Stu, they're going to keep pushing it until they just beat the American people down and even worldwide until they accept this. Just even with the transgenderism, gay rights, gay marriage, they're not going to stop until they can take everything that is perverted and everything that God's word condemns and legalize it. And then if anyone dares to criticize it then, and if they can stick the pedophilia part under the LGBTQ umbrella, P for pedosexual or MAP, minor attracted persons, Then if you dare to balk at the thought of men and women wanting to have sex with your children and grandchildren, you could be arrested for a hate crime. And even bestiality is next on their agenda as well. That is something that bestialists across the world are now demanding rights to have sex with animals. It's not going to end. It's just going to continue to become more perverted and twisted.
0: Yeah, this is demonic. This is sick. This is satanic. I mean, these people uh, are in league with Satan, 100,000%. There's no question about that, and yes. we know that lies come straight from the pit of hell uh deception comes right from the pits of hell uh it doubt and insecurities and all of these things um, you know the uncertainties these are all lies from Satan himself, but you say that this is ines- that this is not inescapable and that it's possible to break free. how so
4: for me. It really took time for God to dismantle the lies that I was getting, not only from Hollywood and the media, but from the liberal theologians and the LGBT activists. Stu, I wish your listeners would understand that the bird's eye view that they are getting of the homosexual lifestyle is it's very um, it's very sanitized if they would understand what the reality of that life is really like. And I talk about that in my book, From Queer to Christ. And, I, and I'm i not X-rated, but I don't sugarcoat it. But if they understood what they are really pushing those individuals into, it is a very destructive and, and uh, a, a lifestyle where they will never find any peace. And you're never going to find any peace. Doing something that God's word is clear is an abomination. And it was just really a, a matter of God doing some steps, which I outline in the book to help free me from that bondage. And I've been out of it for 16 years. So they can't tell me that you can't break free from that bondage because you can. Uh, Everything is possible in Christ. A hundred percent. Explain some of the things uh, you said not X-rated, but you don't sugarcoat it. Tell us about some of the things that you experienced. Aside from the lesbian issue in which you deal with more of the domestic violence rate, which is much higher than it is for gay men, the promiscuity, and especially for gay men, the danger of when you go into this lifestyle and you're trying to do these hookups in very seedy places or by apps that you meet online or these strangers, People don't understand the amount of people that I know who have been drugged, raped, robbed, and murdered. I had a close friend of mine who was murdered. I've heard the stories, the horror stories. I've seen the casualties of that life. I've seen gay men, good-looking, successful, professional gay men who lost it all by getting involved in that lifestyle. They lost their businesses. They turned to prostitution. They went into the porn industry. They became HIV positive. And a lot of them uh, attempt suicide. And if you would stop and look at the suicide rate amongst the the gays and lesbians versus the transgender individuals, even in places like Europe, where it is very liberal and they are very accepting of this agenda. They are comparable in terms of the suicide rate. It's not that what they will do is blame Christians and conservatives for not embracing it and we're doing harm. It's just a guilt trip. I was suicidal and I attempted suicide. That life is a miserable lifestyle. And I would, just respectfully ask people to please do your work and listen to our stories before you go and affirm these individuals because you really have no idea what you are pushing them into, not to mention into further rebellion against God. Yeah. Uh,
0: God did blow up two whole cities over this act, obviously, mm-hmm. and it is an abomination. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, why the normalization of this and the forcing upon America, this gay lifestyle, and, and, and just it is hate speech now, it's a criminal offense if you say the word "fag" or if you— you know, uh, try to, you know, talk to a homosexual in any way, like, hey, look, this is this lifestyle is not good. Or if you speak out against it, it's not normal. It just isn't. And you look at people like Rick Grinnell, who who gets just like thrown to the front of everybody's face as this conservative homo. There's no
4: such thing, is there? I mean, am I seeing this wrong? Am I overstating this? Well, actually, Stu, there are a lot of gays and lesbians within the LGBT community who are conservative, and they are even Trump supporters, and they are fair-minded individuals who hate this agenda. And they are what what is conservative about being a homosexual, though? Well, it's it's more about their political beliefs. They they align with more of you know uh, capitalism, and and they believe in uh, free speech and the Constitution, whereas a lot of liberals don't. So. Yes, it's hard to be consider yourself a conservative Christian and be a homosexual, and you can't be an active homosexual and call yourself a Christian. It is an abomination and God's word condemns it. So, but I want you to know there are conservative individuals Within the LGBT community, and they hate this agenda, and they hate the grooming of children. They yeah, really I mean, are I think in it.
0: that reference, it's kind of a construct, right? I mean, the the word conservative, the word Christian. Gosh, what a I mean, just what a blasphemous thing! Yeah. Uh, but to, to to say that you are a conservative Christian homosexual, no, that's not true. You're a homosexual right. who believes in typically conservative policies, as right. po- as far as politically speaking, correct. But you can't be. Uh, A a conservative, homosexual, you can't be a a homosexual Christian just the same way that you can't be a a Judeo-Christian. What what is that even, a Judeo-Christian? So I I, I think that that's what you're trying to say, isn't it? Yes, you stated it so much more
4: eloquently, Steve. Uh, Where can people find your book, From Queer to Christ? They can find it on Amazon or they can go to my website, George Carneal, C-A-R-N as in Nancy, E-A-L.com, and they'll find a lot more information as well as resources to expose a lot of what's going on in the public school system and even homeschool information.
0: Congratulations on your quest, daily quest for eternal salvation. Uh, and thank you very much for the book and for being here today. George Carneal, we appreciate it. Thank you, Stu. Of course. All homosexuals need to repent and find Christ like George Carneal. I mean, you can't be a homosexual and have eternal salvation. You can't call yourself a Christian. You just heard George. He's absolutely right. It's an abomination. You offend Christ. Congratulations to George again on his lifestyle change. Speaking of lifestyle changes, if you go to your doctor, and they're a good doctor, decent doctor... Even some of the historic poison-pushing doctors will always tell you that you need your fruits and vegetables. You need six cups of fruits and vegetables every day in order to have energy and in order to avoid cancers, to have clear skin, all of these things. But who has time to cut up six cups of fruits and vegetables and eat them throughout the day or provide them for their children? And that's where Field of Greens comes in. Go to fieldofgreens.com. Again, fieldofgreens.com. Here it is right here. They come in uh, all sorts of different awesome flavors. My favorite is the pink lemonade, which I am about halfway through right now. The thing that I noticed immediately was my skin cleared up right away. Uh, and also the amount of energy that I have by using this Field of green stuff was immediately noticeable. Plus, I know that I'm living a healthy lifestyle. And fieldofgreens.com, when you go there and you get the product, if you go to your doctor and your doctor says or doesn't say, hey, you're just doing the right thing, keep on doing whatever you're doing, they'll give you a full money back guarantee. Full money-back guarantee, plus a healthy lifestyle. Can't beat that. Go to fieldofgreens.com. Again, fieldofgreens.com. We'll be right back.
3: Taxation is theft, especially when your money is used to fund evil.
2: Wear a mask. Get boosted.
3: Corona hoax. Mass deception. America controlled by fear. Good news. There's another way you can stop paying for the crimes and cover-up today through Freedom Law School.
7: The best thing you can do, according to the IRS's own official auditors is to stop filing and paying income taxes.
3: Based on the government's official websites, there is no law requiring 99% of Americans to file and pay income tax. See the proof for yourself on freedomlawschool.org. Don't wait to drain the DC swamp. Start your journey to freedom from IRS deception, robbery, and slavery. Starve out the problem. Weaponize your earnings. Defund. The Swamp, and fund the Truth and Freedom Movement today. Go to livefreenow.org and restore the freedom we all miss. It's everywhere. Mainstream media is howling about the new COVID variants. They are offering free vaccines and boosters, but people are waking up to their BS and not falling for their lies any longer. God gave us a brain to think and an immune system to fight off evil forces and the devilish diseases that have been unleashed on humanity. We don't want to die suddenly. We want to live fully. We don't want to alter genetics. We want to strengthen the body we have already been blessed with. Try our immune protocol today. It has 15 flu-fighting ingredients, including vitamin C, D, zinc, quercetin, magnesium, elderberry, turmeric, and more. You don't need blood clots. You don't need cardiac arrest. You don't need big pharma. You need an immune system that will stand up to tyranny. You need our immune protocol. Visit pandemicprotocol.com to fight through this flu season and beat the next bioweapon variant with an all-natural, non-GMO solution. Go to pandemicprotocol.com today.
0: so for most americans everybody knows april 15th is tax day but for many americans the real tax day is actually a little over a week from today on october 15th that's the final deadline for everyone who got a six-month extension on their taxes or is it well Paymon motaheda of freedom law school won't be filing a tax return this october he won't be filing one next april or the april after that or the october after that no Paymon hasn't filed a federal tax return since 1993. He says that 99% of Americans aren't required to either, just the residents of Washington, D.C. And so far, well, he's not in jail, so it looks like he has a point. I wanna hear more about that, of course, to that and Paymon joins us now. Uh, So you won't be filing. You say that I shouldn't file. You say that anybody that lives outside of Washington, D.C. shouldn't file either.
7: Except government workers, federal workers and contractors, they have to pay income tax along with U.S. citizens and residents by law as published on U.S. government's official legal
0: websites. Uh, I have to believe that if Stu Peters or the Stu Peters Network didn't file taxes, they'd be coming after me.
7: That's what they want you to believe because there's already 80 million non-filers in America. And back in 19... 2017, IRS officially decided to leave all non-filers alone. So I just tell my
0: accountant, nope, I don't need you anymore.
7: Yep, you got it, it's that simple. No more chain, I can take the chain off actually. I'll be okay.
0: Yes, you can take
7: the chain off and you'll be okay.
0: So what about my bank accounts? Uh, they're not gonna come and try to seize those. What about my house? They're not gonna you know, try to take my house away from me where, where I raise my kids? They're going to come after you first. And then you have a right to due process to
7: challenge them in U.S. tax court and appeal from that. You have a right to collection due process hearing. Ask for a hearing if you left the tax court and court of appeal before they can even think about taking any of your money. And that by itself takes many, many, many years. The problem is CPAs, accountants, pretend to know tax law when they know practically zero.
0: Okay, so what do you recommend for people who have this extension? Okay, what is Freedom Law School gonna do uh, if they go to freedomlawschool.org? What's gonna happen there? They can
7: educate themselves and see that there's no requirement for them in the first place to file on pay income tax. And if they did file for an extension to file a return by October 15th, that is completely harmless. It did not obligate them to file anything by October 15th. And they can defund the swap, take the money for yourself and your family and
0: or give some of that to the
7: freedom movement
0: to restore freedom in America. OK, so, uh, Paymon, obviously people operate under fear. I mean, this is we've been conditioned. We've been programmed to do this. We see people getting arrested. We remember Jimmy Hoffa. We remember Al Capone. Uh, you know, they, before Jimmy Hoffa just disappeared completely, which I believe he's in the Hudson River somewhere. Uh, I mean, they were going after all these people for not filing taxes. You said that they're going to come after you. What does that look like when they actually come after you in the in the beginning? Here, I mean, people are people are scared of the of the government. They've proven that they'll weaponize every single bureaucracy in this country to come after freedom loving Americans.
7: Well, the fact is that Jimmy Hoffa and Al Capone and all these guys you heard they put in jail filed a 1040 confession form. You give the power to the IRS. When you put the rope around your neck on the penalty of perjury, you swear to this form. You have no idea what the heck it is that your accountant gave you. That's how they get the power over you. It's no different than the jab. The jab is a problem. The signing of a 1040 is a problem. You you don't take the jab, don't file. You'd be
0: fine. Okay, so when they come after me, you you said that originally they'll come after me. Uh, no, they
7: won't. They will not come after you because they have 80 million non-filers. They don't notice you.
0: So these they people a, these people hard... won't show up at my door. They won't be sending me no. letters. They won't be calling me on the phone. Uh, no. They, they'll just completely leave me alone, totally. Now, hold
7: on. I'm not to say black and white any more than you and I can die in a car accident tomorrow morning. It's extremely unlikely that we die in a car accident and extremely unlikely for the IRS to come after you. They do not knock on people's doors anymore. They stopped that years ago because they don't have enough agents to handle even phone calls.
0: What about the uh, uh, 80,000 new agents that Joe Biden wanted to add? That's
7: only 8,700 per year for 10 years because of the 80,000 employees they have. About 55,000, more than half, are going to be gone within the next five years. So that's just to make sure this disaster is going to be slowed down.
0: Okay, so obviously people, if they want to get, you know, if they want to explore this, and we we already know about fear and being nervous and having anxiety about not filing taxes. The federal government's been weaponized. People don't want to go to jail. They see that they'll put you in jail for praying on the Capitol steps or being ushered around, given a guided tour by cops on January 6th. Nobody wants to be sitting in the gulag. They want to raise their families. But people are giving away all kinds of money to fund this Ukraine fake war against Russia to fund these uh, manufacturing and distribution and deployment of these weapons of biowarfare. They're funding these schools with the transgender propaganda and critical race theory poison. Uh, They're funding the molestation of our own children and drag queen story hours. I mean, the the list goes on and on. Uh, And they don't want to do that anymore. And of course, people, people like my tax bracket. I I mean, I I work for basically half of, of what I end up keeping. And so I would love to be able to keep 100 percent of what I make and not pay the government, you know, $80,000, and then the state another $40,000 and all these other things. We're specifically talking about the federal government here. But what does Freedom Law School do to help people who are nervous and scared? What kind of programs do you offer? What if they do come after me? How is Freedom Law School going to help me?
7: Well, there's two ways to go about it. Number one is you got to educate yourself that the virus is not the danger. The jab is the danger. The filing is what gives the IRS the power to rape you. You got to read that line under penalties of perjury. You swear to the form you don't understand that gives the IRS the power to put you in prison for nine years. Three different charges with one signature. They duped you into signing so that's the number one people got to get that after knowing that they don't have to file income tax legally in the first place now the next step is you gotta understand that iris is really not that powerful when they go to our website step three is realize iris is mostly bluff but i can no more convince anybody of that stew that someone's been brainwashed about the corona we're gonna double mask Six feet apart, locked down. That you know what? You don't have to do that. The person thinks you're crazy. No, everybody knows you got to lock down, double mask, get the jabs to be safe. I cannot convert that person with a 10 minute talk. That person needs to go to our website, freedomlawschool.org. And deprogram their brain of all the propaganda that the virus is God that will strike you dead if you don't file. It's the opposite. It's when you file,
0: it's when you get the jab that you give them the power and hurt yourself. Hmm. Freedomlawschool.org, again, freedomlawschool.org. So if you filed an extension and the federal government's asking you for 800, 8,000, 80,000, don't file. That's what Payman Motejeda says. That's what Freedom Law School will help you do. Uh, we appreciate you liberating so many people. 8 million non-filers or 80 million? Did I, did I hear you right? 80 million? 80 million is the
7: latest number. Now, here's the thing about it. If people want, we can protect them 100% from going to prison because we write letters to the congressman saying, look, if I'm wrong, show me what I'm wrong, and I will pay my fair share of taxes. Openly. We're not hiding. But they can never do this. I've done this for thousands of people. Not once any lawmaker has said, you're wrong. Let me show it to you. Free
0: Obviously, education at freedomlawschool.org. Free education. Uh, teach yourself. Deprogram, as Payman says. And then also, if you want that help and you want make sure, hey, guarantee, we're not going to let you go to prison. We're going to help you. We're going to help fight with you. Uh, all kinds of programs to choose from there at freedomlawschool.org. Payman, Motejeda, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it.
7: Thank you for having me, Stu.
0: If you're over 35 and like the typical American, you start to feel tired around noon. Your ability to focus just keeps getting worse as you get older. For energy, you've probably tried coffee or tea or even worse, one of those sugary poisonous drinks that promises energy for hours, but they just don't work. Your focus never improves. ESS-60 is a molecule that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. That's because Big Pharma is evil and they want to kill you. And also they know how effective this is. And they can't make any money off of continuously slowly poisoning you to death. Historically, this is dramatically extending the lives of test subjects, and it's why I'm hooked. My Vital C is made with just two ingredients, olive oil and a powerful nano antioxidant, 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's ESS 60. It's also backed by a full 30-day money back guarantee. Go to myvitalc.com slash stew. Again, that's myvital, the letter c.com slash stew. Also, Use the coupon code StuPeters at checkout for an additional 15% off your initial order. That's myvitalc.com Stu. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. GoldCo has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peter Show. So whether you want to protect fifty grand or half a million or more... This is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call Gold Co. 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD or go to goldco.com slash stew. Before we go tonight, I would be derelict in my duties as your advocate if I didn't remind you about Cortez Wealth Management and Carlos Cortez. I mean, this guy is just an amazing guy. He's a servant of God. He's a father. He's a family man. He's a husband, and he's an independent fiduciary. What that means is that he doesn't have to jam your financial situation into a box. You need to book your appointment with him today. Call him right now, 813-448-3446, or get your appointment scheduled online at cortezwm.com. A of time for today. We'll be back tomorrow from the same place at the same time. Until then, God bless you.